So, hey, it was a, it was a year ago that I spoke here, and um, for those of you that remember, I love this little thing because I can sit here and go pink, <laughs> and and that was a lot of fun to be able to go pink. But uh, Mike would turn it off, so I couldn't do that. But that was kind of sad. So um, I'm real excited um, to stand up here. I feel like I'm a little close. Am I a little close? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm on top of you guys. I'm really sorry about that. I don't want to be like hovering over you. Um, but I'm really excited to be up here today. Um, I love speaking in front of you guys because it's my family and you all are so welcoming. Um, it's real, uh, I feel real relaxed when I'm up here, especially when the Holy Spirit puts something on my heart. Um, when he does, and I feel like it's a time to give that word, I've, I know that it's really, really timely. Um, and I hope that this word resonates with you as much as it has been resonating with me. Um, so I think we'll just open in prayer. So I just want to say, Father, thank you for this time, for this word that you've deposited, that you feel that it's a timely release uh, for this word. So, Father, we just thank you for open hearts today, mm, for open ears, and that the message, uh, that the words are your words, and that they hit everyone in the way that only you can have them receive it. Lord, that you would speak to them in your own special and personal way. And we love you, Lord. We love you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Mm. So the title of my message today was called Letting Go. And the Lord had given me that name, the title of that message, a long time ago. When I say a long time ago, I mean probably a few months ago. He had been speaking that to me for a while. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Um, because apparently there were some things that he had been speaking into my heart that I needed to let go. How about that? So I kind of started to wrestle with that a little bit, and I was like, well, what do I need to let go? And, of course, I believe that we all have some things in our life that we might need to let go, and I'm sure you all have your own personal things that you might be thinking about. But for me, at the time, it was a little personal, and what I needed to let go, and this might seem immaterial to some, or might seem not uh, big to some of you, but for, at the time, for me, I was struggling with having enough space in my art studio. So there were some things that I needed to let go, and some of those were some personal paintings I had done. And so the Lord was saying, it's time. It's time to let these things go, because I had become very attached to them. Now, every piece of artwork that I do is divinely inspired. And so, of course, I became attached to it. And so the Lord was saying, you oh, know, it's time to release it. It's time to let someone else enjoy it. And, of course, me, I like to argue with Holy Spirit. I don't know if anybody else does. Does anybody else like to argue with the Lord? Hey, we've got some honest people back there. Thank you very much. Yay, there's a couple more. So who wins the argument? Anybody ever won an argument with the Holy Spirit? All right, yeah. I haven't either. I'm still trying. So, but I was like, no, no, I really need, I want to keep that. I want to keep that. And this one particular painting that I wanted to keep was pretty large. And so I kind of argued with him and I was like, but why do you want me to let that go? And he said, because it's time. Well, 
It's time. I mean, it wasn't good enough reason for me. I needed to know exactly why, you know. So a couple of months went by and this big art show came up and Rob came to me and said, so what are we taking? So this is a really big art show. You haven't done anything of this caliber before. It's, there's going to be a lot of people there. It's, you know, you have to really think about the pieces you're going to be taking. He said, so hear me out. Now, whenever he says that, and he says, so before you say anything, it's kind of like when somebody comes to you and says, can I tell you something without you getting offended? Usually that's no bra, you can't. So <laughs> stop right there. <laughs> so he says, hear me out. What would you think if we took the sunflower painting and the Delaware original? And I looked at him like, and I felt like he had just stabbed me in the heart. I mean, come on, these are like my originals. These were the ones I was so attached to. Well, little did he know, Holy Spirit had already been talking about that for the last several months, but I wasn't going to let him know that. You know? <laughs> Anybody else with me on that? You can't let your husband know that he was right, you know, right? Angie, thank you for being honest. <laughs> so I said, well, that might be a good idea. <laughs> so we did. We took it, and um, Rob built me a beautiful, beautiful custom floating frame for it. And we took it to the show, and it, Holy Spirit was right. Imagine that. Holy Spirit was right because we displayed it, and people got to walk by it, stop, enjoy it, and ask me the story behind it. And that's really where I get my joy from, is displaying all of God's glory through my artwork. I get to tell them the story. So really, that was healing for me in letting it go. I got to let it go. And once I did, I felt this huge release of, whoa, I, you know, being obedient to the Holy Spirit is really what we all transpire to do. Am I right? Can I get an amen? amen. All right. <laughs> need to get those signs. <laughs> so what I'm speaking on today is really about the season. And when I say season, I literally mean the season, the fall season, the autumn season, the end of the harvest season. And so for those of you that heard me speak before, I really do speak in pictures. I speak very metaphorically. So before anyone thinks that I'm speaking juju or there's kind of something weird about it, that's just how I roll. So the Holy Spirit loves to speak to me in pictures. Yes, I'm going to be giving you scriptures. Um, they will not be on the screen unless... The man behind the curtain can like, you know, fiddle with them really quick and get them up there because I just don't submit that stuff very quickly when I'm preparing a message. But yeah, so the voice of, the voice of autumn speaks to us in colors and rustling leaves. And, you know, there's just something about the change of season and change happens and change is good. A lot of us don't like it. Years ago, there was a book called Who Moved My Cheese? I don't know if anyone's ever read it. One person, make it three, okay, including me. It's a great book, Who Moved My Cheese? A lot of us don't like our cheese moved because we don't like the change, but change is good. But this type of season, in this autumn season, this is where we get to take stock of what we have grown, gathered, and give thanks for what we've received. What's coming up? 
Thanksgiving. So if you really take a look at the season we're in, you consider these dream seeds that we've planted in the beginning of the year. Remember the beginning of the year, New Year's happens. And what happens? We made, nope, we didn't make resolutions. I know I didn't call them resolutions because I really have a hard time with that word. But we called them things like affirmations. We set goals. We're going to do this. We rah-rah each other. Well, now we get to sit back and see what happened. What became of it? Did we win? Well, even if we had small wins, we celebrate those wins, right? There's nothing wrong with that. We're now in the season where we get to back, we get to look back and see what has grown that we have planted in the beginning of the year. Psalm 107:37 says, "They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest." So we allowed those dreams and those goals and those aspirations that we had, we allowed that harvest to be reaped. You with me so far? All right. But now this is also a good time to consider what no longer serves you. What you need to let go and what needs to wither. And when you consider that, the only obvious choice is to surrender it. And for some of us, for some of us, that can be painful. But it's also a good chance to take a step back, reevaluate, and reprioritize. But... It's an opportunity. I love that word opportunity. It's an opportunity for inner growth and embracing change with an open heart. An open heart. And if you have an open heart, you can't help but have open hands. See, holding on to things that no longer serve us doesn't allow for Father to give us the things he has for us. Because if we're like this, we can't receive a thing. So this is the time of year where we go out, we carve out space, and we compost those old mindsets and use that energy that they hold to make fertile new soil (laughs) for creativity and matured new visions that Papa is going to create. Think about that. You compost those old fertile, or excuse me, those old mindsets. And with Father's help, we're going to create new visions and things that he has for us. Actually, any time of year is a good time for that. If you really think about it, any time of year. But now is the time to do that. So we listen in. We breathe in. We slow down. And we connect. This is the time of year where we slow down. We've been so busy all summer long. But we listen into what Holy Spirit and what Father is doing. And being present means 
just to be mindful of what's happening around us like simple things. Like the color of the sky, the color of the leaves, taking a walk in nature, the smell of the air, textures, sounds, and unplugging. And when I say what's happening around you, I mean what's happening around you in nature. I don't mean what's happening around you in this. Because we have to be asking the Godhead, Father God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, what it is that he wants us to hear, see, and do. Not what this wants us to hear, see, and do. Because I cannot tell you how many times people say, I can't hear Father. Well, it's because there's so much of this going on, all the wah, 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 white noise, that we're not listening to Father. We can't hear His voice over all the other stuff. But when you unplug and you get in to the actual nature that He created, then you can hear Him. With me so far? All right. So, when you do that, you ask him, what do I need to release? What is weighing me down? What is weighing me down? And pay attention to what is happening all around you in nature because after all, everything has a purpose, even the change of seasons. Everything has a purpose. So the seasons keep reminding us to change and not allow us to become stagnant. They don't like us. They don't want us to stay in our box. Believe me, I'm a summer girl. I love the summer. Oh, come on. My summer people rise up and say amen. I know there are some of you weird people out there that like the winter, and that is okay. God created you to be that way. I celebrate you, you snow bunnies. Mama did not give birth to a snow bunny. Do not like the cold. Not like the gold. Huh. Rob does not waste money on frugal, like, or not waste money on things that do not serve me for anniversary and birthday gifts. For our anniversary one year, he bought me the warmest coat ever, like, and it is the best gift. So, nope, we don't do flowers in our house. Whew. Warm coat, yes. So, but it's fall, y'all. Isn't it beautiful? Yes. Yes. It's fall. So, and I love the color of fall. I love, love the color of fall. I love to see the colors. I love the change. I, I do. I love summer, but I love to see the change. I want to book a trip somewhere where we can go and watch the, the leaves change. I just want to do that sometime. I want to go down to the Shenandoah Valley and see that. I want to go up to New York. I just want to be a part of that. I want to be in that. And I really feel that the Lord is speaking to all of us, that we are in this season where things are just going to fall off of us. He wants us to release it. He's telling us to, but we have to do the work. 
So we, we, if you picture us, we're like a tree and we've got things on us that he just wants us to, there it is, ping. He wants us to prune those things away. And we're going to be in this season where we're going to be just shedding things off, but we're also going to be then resting. If you, if you think about what a tree does, it sheds its leaves and then it prepares for the winter season. It rests so it can bloom again. There's a purpose for all of that. See, we all have leaves of a sort. The things that you carry on you, they can be called leaves. And for this purpose of referring to those as leaves. And for a certain time, those things, they, they gather energy onto us and we carry that but then they begin to no longer serve us. They become really heavy. And then we begin to, you know, after, at first we walk around like this, you know, in the springtime, we're big in the summer, we're green and we're beautiful. And look at us, we're standing tall. We're really pretty. We give shade. We do all this stuff. But then after a while, we're like, we start to look like this. And the Lord is saying, there's some things we have to let go. Yeah, after a while, what, they lose their color. They turn brown and they wither. It starts to begin to show on us. And no, huh, ladies, you can tell it ain't no amount of makeup or, or clothes or anything that's going to make us look better. We got to shed some of that stuff. Am I right? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Valerie. So as we watch those leaves fall, let's consider what needs to fall off of us. Are we letting them go? Or are we hanging on to the dead? Got a little quiet in here. Those things need to go before we can grow. For those of you that plant, garden, you know that. See, we can learn a lot from a tree. New life can spring forth once we do a lot of the shedding and the pruning. We activate our new cycle of growth. When we become silent and we're allowing space for God's bigger picture to come forth, our vision becomes a little clearer. Our hearing becomes a little clearer. We seek his face. We see his face. Ah, okay. I see you, Jesus. Got you. We're not burdened down with all that stuff anymore. We cut away and release those things. But we have to identify them. So how do you identify your leaf? It could be anything. It could be anger. It could be fear. It could be shame. A lot of us like to protect shame. It could be regret. Approval, 
I struggle with that. Just in this message alone, I struggled with that. I was coming up against a wall, a wall. Couldn't figure out why I was having such a hard time getting this message across. I wanted it to be perfect, perfect, perfect. And I was driving down the road and I'm in my house and I'm having a really hard time writing this message and I'm speaking to the Lord and I'm saying, this is crazy. I'm a creative writer. I should be okay. But I'd get in my car and I'm all of a sudden I'm getting these downloads. And I'd be like, you know, I mean, it's like, woo, it's coming. Here it is. I'd get to my house and I couldn't write a thing to impress. Well, I wanted to make it good. Well, they've heard you speak before. Yes, but just be yourself. Okay, and get that approval off of me. There's a sozo for that, by the way. <laughs> so I had to sozo myself. Or is it control? You know, control's rooted in fear. And so we have to be careful about control because a lot of times we like to control the outcome of things. Let go and let God. Isn't that great? Oh, I love that saying. No, I don't. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> let go and let God. Okay, God, I give it to you. Here's me letting it go to God. I'm checking in. Hi, God, this is Lisa. I'm just checking in on seeing what you are doing about that. Because I'm really not sure I like the way you do things. Oh, come on. You know you've done it. <laughs> yep. Come on. Somebody had to say it. So when we allow that part, that stronghold or that mindset to fall away, we replace it with the truth. Right? So once we receive the truth, we steward it, we rest with it, we nurture it, and then we watch it grow. And make no mistake about it. Rest is productive. If you can't get anything out of this message today, hear those words. Rest is productive. Come on. Say it louder for the people in the back. And up front. <laughs> so when we do all the cutting and the pruning and the purging, some of those things are going to be from our past. And those things, those roots from our past, oh, they run deep now, don't they? Because don't forget, we're a tree. We're standing tall like an oak. But some of the, you're an oak. But some of those things, they need to be ripped out because those things have gotten roots, man, and they don't want to come out. So some of those things you just have to pull up, dig out. Sometimes you need a little help. It's okay to ask Jesus for some help. Sometimes you can't do it on your own. You can't do anything on your own. I'm just saying. And it's easy to repeat that cycle, that repetitious cycle over and over. Fall back into that past and you're dragging it wherever you go. 
But listen, you keep dragging that past, you're never going to move forward. And every time you look back, your eyes are not on Father. Every time you turn around and look at your past, you are missing what Father has for you out there. He is in our present and our future. He can rewrite your past, but he's got the future for you. Your past has a purpose. I'm not saying that you need to forget everything back there. Your past has a purpose. It is a fantastic testimony of where you came from. But I encourage you to not rehash it and rehearse it and constantly open the door to opportunity to repeat it. It's not your identity. It is not your identity. And stop wearing it as a badge of honor. I am famous for a story, a funny story. When Rob and I first got married, it's not a, it's funny now, wasn't funny then. It's hilarious now, but back then, not so much. Um, before we were walking with Jesus, before I was anything, actually, um, I would tell Rob when I would get in my feels about stuff. The famous line I used to pull out of him all the time, to him all the time is, you don't know what it's like to be me. And I said it with every bit of indignation I could, you know, and my whole five foot one frame suddenly became about six nine. And, uh, It's so funny now that I, when I think about it, <laughs> I used to use that line a lot because I stayed in the victimhood. I, you know, I wore that big V right on my forehead. Now, I'm not discounting the trauma or what happened because there's a few of you that do know my past and my story. I am not minimizing anything back there. Because there's a lot of people that do have a traumatic past, and there's drama and trauma back there. So please hear me when I say that my heart is for you. But what I'm saying is there comes a time where you, like I said, you can use that as your testimony, but not your identity and your badge of honor. I don't wear that as my identity anymore. I'm not the victim. I'm not who I was back there. I've let it go. I've let it go to the point where I am so forgiving of what happened. And I'm still dealing with, on a regular basis, the physical things because of some of that drama trauma. But I choose to be in joy every single day because of it. No matter what. No matter what. Because that doesn't define me. Christ alone defines me. My body may fail me sometimes, but Christ doesn't. So I choose joy every day. And so I encourage you, I encourage you 
If there's a part of your testimony, if there's a part of your past in your story that you can use that to encourage others, do that. In Isaiah 43, 18 through 19, it says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. That's the ESV version. It is. It is a good version. But I like this version. (laughs) But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Now, that's the New Living Translation. (laughs) I found that one, and I went, oh, that's cool. I like that one. But forget all that. Remember not the former things. And so what they're talking about here is the deliverance out of Egypt, which was a glorious work. The deliverance out of Babylon, which was humongous for the Israelites. All those things, those things alone. You know, when, they, when um, Pharaoh and his army were obliterated in the Red Sea, that was tremendous victory for them. But what it's saying there is, Don't remember those things because what's coming is even better. So they're talking about the coming of Jesus, the coming of the Messiah. That's even greater. So we need to remember what's coming with thankfulness and giving glory to God. That just brings tears to my eyes, just absolute tears to my eyes that, you know, what happened back there? Things that we need to let go? That's, yeah, but what's coming? What's coming? It's like almost like, you know, when you're sitting around family dinner and and they clear the plates away and you hear, hold on to your fork because something better's coming and you know dessert is right around the corner. (laughs) Hold on to your fork. So Isaiah 43, 19, behold, I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. I'm about to do something new. So let's cross-reference that with 2 Corinthians 5.17. Everybody knows this one. Come on. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I absolutely love this scripture because when our kids first went to a Christian school, the very first project that Benjamin brought home to me was a butterfly with this on it. And I have saved it all these years. He is 23, and it's in a frame on my desk. I love this scripture. And listen, I'm, a, I'm relatively a newbie in this whole 
walk with Jesus game. <laughs> but I know this. Our lives are under the influence of a new love. If you want to be under the influence, that's the one to be under. You want to get drunk, get drunk in the Holy Spirit, honey. Yeah. <laughs> that union breaks the chain that binds us to the past. Somebody just got saved me saying that. It lifts our lives to a higher level. All things are changed when we are changed with Christ in us. He is a new creature. There is a new creation in the soul of that man. All your old practices, all the present, the visible, all those undeniable things, they change when you say yes to Jesus. You have a new life, a new spiritual life, a divine life, a life that allows you to hear Holy Spirit and to walk in union with him because you've shed that old stuff. You have let those things go. You got new spiritual senses. It's like, I got new legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I got new spiritual senses. You've got new faculties. You've got new desires. You've got new hopes, new joys. You might have new fears and new sorrows, but you've got Jesus. You've got new passions and new appetites for things. You are going to see things like you haven't seen before. Yeah. You got your glory lenses on. You know that meme? I can't see things because I got my love lenses on. Everything is new. It's all new. When Jesus steps on the scene, we sing that song. When you walk into the room, Everything changes. Well, when we walk in the room because Christ is in us, everything changes. Because yeah. yeah. we bring that fragrance with us. Yeah. But when we have all that stuff on us, all that withering, dead decay, sometimes we stank up a little something or other. <laughs> Shed that little stank off of us. It should be when we walk in the room, everything changes. But I submit to you that nothing changes unless something changes. So the first step is to identify your leaves. Do you have leaves that need to go? Do you have leaves that you're carrying that have withered and that you're afraid to let them go? Are you attached to them?
I would ask you all to close your eyes with me and let's just take a moment and take a deep breath and let it out and just relax. And let's ask Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, would you show me my leaves? Would you show me what needs to be pruned, what needs to be released? Show me what is weighing me down. And as Holy Spirit gives you that picture, I want you to pray, Holy Spirit, I'm sorry for holding on to these leaves, for carrying them for too long and for bearing the weight. I hand to you these leaves, Holy Spirit. And I forgive myself for being deceived by wearing them for so long. Now what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to take your arms and your hands, and if you're able to prophetically shake your arms and your hands as if you're just shaking your trees, and say, I hand to you these leaves, Holy Spirit. What do you have in exchange for me? And listen as he gives you something. I thank you, Jesus, that my tree is going to grow and bloom under your guidance and your love and your watering. Thank you, Jesus, for your clear vision and for your nurturing and your love. Thank you for this season, for this season of rest that I'm entering. It's going to be good. That's all I have for you guys.
You sure? Ah, uh, well, I always got something. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Um, as Lisa was talking about the tree and the leaves, as, as the trees shed their leaves, I, I got this picture of, because <clears throat> I see it in our yard, we've got a, we've got some, um, we've got a couple of evergreens, but we've got trees that shed their stuff in the fall and and God gave me this picture of of a, the tree and you know you 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 watch in the in the fall and then through the winter trees will you know some of the leaves will slowly fall off the trees and 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 some of them will actually make it until springtime the thing to understand what God was I think was what he was showing me is the tree let go of the leaves. It was the leaves that didn't, the leaves that stayed and, and made it all the way around to the, through those change of those next couple of seasons, those leaves are the things that didn't let go. So, so, I, so I just want to encourage us to, to even though, because we get attached to some of the stuff Lisa was talking about, we get attached to some of those things. And even though we know we, we know here that those things aren't part of our identity. We try to make those things fit into, the, into our identities. And, and it becomes an internal struggle because our identity gets, gets it's, we actually diminish our own identity when we refuse to let go of things and when when some of those seems we, we run up against sometimes it seems like failure that we keep running up against that same wall and that thing just won't fall off it will fall off when we surrender to the process because what will happen and what happens with that those leaves that that tree that 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 state that kept their death grip on that tree is the following year, the next spring, new growth pops out and the new little tiny leaf kicks the old one off. So, so be willing to get kicked off of your tree and, and allow that stuff and, and just allow it. Allow yourself to let go because the truth of the matter is the thing that just that we keep running up against is the thing that we are not letting go of. It's the thing that we think that we need because I need this. I need to drag this everywhere I go so you'll know what it's like to be me, <laughs> right? On. So this morning, this, this song popped into my spirit this morning, and it's, it's, um, um, the song is called Face the Fear, and it's, it's from a, one of my favorite secular bands so i'm proud to say but um they when 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 um i when i was in a time of my life where i was really embarking on a journey of self-discovery i walked away from jesus 
and I wanted to find out who I was and, and who and where I came from. My father was never in my life, so I went on this journey, a, a literal journey to St. Louis, Missouri, to go find my father and tell him everything that I thought about him. And um, because he left me, you know, when I was a little kid. So um, anyway, um, but this band, you know, some of their records and stuff that they were putting out made such a huge impact on my, my on my life. And it shaped my life to a place where I still I can never get tired of some of, of, of most of their music because it's such a transformational. It's just transformational music. But this song is called Face the Fear, and I just want to read these lyrics to you so you can get where this is what Lisa's talking about. And this is probably what I'm going to be talking about in, in, to some extent in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that because that's <laughs> – I can't wait <laughs> to release some of this stuff. I've been holding it in for a long time. So, But anyway, here I am looking out and looking in. My eyes are open. My mind is closed tight. I believe I know I need to let go. And I know I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. So I shut you out, and I hear what I want to hear, and hide in my opinions, afraid to face my fear. And it says, there you are, Reaching in, reaching out. Your arms are open, your hearts closed tight. You believe you know you have to let go. And you think you won't, but you know you might. So you close your eyes and pretend you're not here. And hide in your secrets. Those are the leaves. Those are some of the leaves that won't fall off the tree. You hide in your secrets, afraid, afraid to face your fear. Then it, the song ends where it says, here we are, looking in and reaching out, together and alone. Facing the fear we're afraid to show. We're facing the fear of letting go. I, I just, that's for somebody this morning, <laughs> for me mainly, but, but, but if there's anyone here this morning that has something that they just, they know that they need to let it go, but they're afraid to, because they're afraid it's going to hurt. Just be encouraged and understand that as you pull that thing off, it's probably going to be uncomfortable, but because you, yeah, exactly, because you've worn it. It's like that Band-Aid that stayed on too long. And, and, and you know, and then the, the stuff under it actually adhered itself to the Band-Aid. So, you know, it's, it's those old Band-Aids when some of us were kids that, were, that weren't stick-proof. So that scab and everything healed right to that thing, and then when it pulled off, it did not feel good. And usually our mothers were like, I'm going to count to three. One. <laughs> and then three seconds later the scream came but but it's it's i just want to encourage you that and i just want you to understand that god never trades down he always upgrades he takes the thing that you give him 
And if we truly give it to him, and as we pass it over, we let it go, he will put something back in our hand that will make that thing that we wore as that badge of honor and that red badge of courage, you know, he'll take that thing and turn it into something that is going to equip us to minister to other people and give them, I always say it all the time, that your, your story holds the keys to someone else's freedom. So I just, wanted, I just wanted to tag some of that on to the stuff that Lisa shared this morning because it's so important to not conceptualize letting stuff go and not make it like this clean, um, um, not just make it like this clean process of information that we take the information home, we store it in our brains and go, one of these days I'll let that stuff go. No, today is the day to allow yourself to let that stuff go and actually forgive yourself for carrying it for so long. Let yourselves off the hook. Jesus did that already a long time ago. He lets you off of the hook. Do not put together two pieces of wood and try to nail yourself to the thing that he already accomplished. So if anyone needs prayer this morning, there will be some of us here that, that are willing to pray for you. Um, if not, you guys are released. Be blessed. Have an amazing week, and we will see you back here next weekend.